is the Park Shore Coin and Collectibles Hour with your host, Scott Heiligman, on Fox Sports Radio. Today, we will discuss all the latest information and hottest trends on everything from coins, sports memorabilia, collectibles, and a whole lot more. Find information about today's show on the website, www.parkshorecoin.com. That's www.parkshorecoin.com. And now, your host, Scott Heiligman. Welcome to this week's Parkshore Coins and Collectibles Hour. I'm Mark Heaton, and I'm here with your host and owner of Parkshore Coin. That's Scott Heiligman. Hey, Mark. How are you doing, Scott? Good, sir. Great, great. Another week, another fantastic week in Southwest Florida. Yes. Good and to be back here. We're good to be back in the studio. We're going to talk about coins and collectibles in this Coins and Collectibles Hour. For those of you that weren't with us the last couple of weeks, the show specializes in the discussion of, as it sounds, coins and collectibles, things that have value, things that you may have that you don't realize have value. We're going to talk a little bit about everything. We're going to talk about coins. We're going to talk about sports memorabilia, antiques, vintage toys, probably things like watches and sterling silver as well, things that you may have that you don't realize have value. We're going to talk a little bit about everything. We're going to talk about coins. We're going to talk about sports memorabilia, antiques, vintage toys, probably things like watches and sterling silver as well, things that most people have in their household that don't realize have value but need to know because it's always good to know and it's always good to have money in your pocket with these things that you've got in your house. Anyway, Scott, um, last week we had a big discussion about uh, coin valuations and you brought in a couple of of gold coins that were fantastic. Those were beauties. Oh, they were beauties. They were beauties. And I know that you have a lot of clients that are into coins and collectibles, but coins in particular, they're such an interesting discussion point. Yeah, they are, because you can take it so many ways. A lot of collectors get into it just for the history of it. Right. They, you learn so much about why that coin was made that specific year, mm-hmm. especially when you're dealing with the United States coinage. Um, right. That's more of the collectible. Uh, so when you talk about people who, like my typical clients, uh, there's two different type of buyers, I would say. There's some that just like to invest in one-ounce bullion coins, mm-hmm. okay? So that's just really set and easy to know what they have. You can usually look at the spot price on kitco.com, right. and I'll say, hey, it's $1,800. I have these one-ounce coins. You know, I'll probably get something around that. Mm-hmm. Now, the other ones are like the coins I brought in. Those are $20 coins. Those are a little bit less than an ounce, but they trade for more typically, than a one-ounce gold coin. Right. Uh, so people get into those more for the collectability aspect, mm-hmm. not the uh, raw uh, gold value, because mm-hmm. they're paying a premium for that coin. Right. So they're banking on that going up and up and up, whereas more, more so than just the flat gold rate right. you know, as it steadily climbs. You know, um, I need to let our listeners know, if you're a first-time listener, that uh, Scott has an office here in Southwest Florida. He's located in, in Naples off of Immokalee Road, but he deals with his clients, as he mentioned. He deals with clients all over Southwest Florida, and he's more than willing to come and talk to you or have you come and talk with him. And also, technically, you're text-friendly. Text-friendly. You've got a great website at uh, parkshorecoin.com, yep. and it's interactive. It's People can interactive. reach out to you and say, hey, I've got a picture of something. Yep. I'm going to send you. Uh, does it have any value? Yep. So, I'll give you a prompt response, too. And I'm right off of, yeah, I'm Auckland 75, like you said, in the Strand Executive Center. Mm-hmm. I'm open every day from 8 mm-hmm. to 5. No longer do you have to necessarily have an appointment to come in. We have a pretty good waiting lobby if two people are there. 
So yeah, it's, uh, come in anytime and bring and you, your stuff. You've, you've said in the past you specialize in large and small collections, yeah. anything, whether it's 10 pieces or one piece. Yeah, absolutely. Whether you're doing an estate sale and you're getting rid of a whole lot of jewelry and collectibles and other things, or if you just have one bracelet, you know, right. one silver bracelet right. or, or two silver sterling spoons. Right. I mean, those can be $25 each spoon, sure, right? Sure. So, Isn't it good to know what something's worth before you before you uh, dismiss it or give it away? Throw it away. Or accidentally sell it for less than, it, than its value. Yeah. Yeah, no, I have a lot of my customers come in. Uh, that's what they do for a living. They go to garage sales, uh, mm-hmm. they go to estate sales, and then they try to buy it uh, by an un, you know, and, and they go to Goodwill too. Sure. Sometimes items will sneak through at Goodwill, and that's why you know maybe that would be a good topic to talk about. You know, what should somebody look for when they're going through the aisles at Goodwill? Right. Well, the most important thing you want to look for is a stamp that says nine two five. Right. Okay, that is always going to be uh, a pretty sure thing that is going to be sterling. Obviously, the most important one. Have it say sterling, right? Right. If it says sterling, buy it because right. that means it's sterling. Usually, they put things out there thinking they're nickel plated or mm-hmm. silver plated. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, sometimes you'll see a nine zero zero. That means it's ninety percent silver, and those were oftentimes made from, like we talked about last week, that sixty four and older mm-hmm. coins. Mm-hmm. If melted down, those coins are ninety percent silver. So that's what people did back in the day when they had all these silver coins. Yep. A lot of times they made them into big silver bars or in just the silver items. And oftentimes they made them into silverware. And so that's why it would be 90%. You'll see a 900. And in Europe, uh, you'll see 800 quite often. Mm-hmm. Germany, uh, European countries, they almost always made 80% uh, silver. So yeah, if you see those markings and you're at Goodwill or wherever, at an estate sale, a garage sale, that's what you want to pick up. Right. If you see, uh, there's other ones that will have numbers to throw people off. Mm-hmm. EPNS is electroplate nickel, uh, silver, you know, yeah. no silver, excuse me. But yeah, no, you just want to look for those three things and you'll, you'll be on the right path for sure. Well, yeah, you, we, we've been talking about the clients that you have and, and you've got quite a few clients in Southwest Florida, but there are also people that not only do they have things that they've collected or been bequeathed or given or inherited from a parent or grandparent, but there are people out there in the world that are always looking for something, looking for value, and they need a place to take that valuable. And, and Yeah, they need somebody to trade with. Somebody Absolutely. to trade with, Absolutely, yeah. very, very important. Yeah, it's one thing to find it and yeah. say, well, that says sterling, and it's a nice, it's got some weight, and, you know, uh, I need to find out what this is actually worth. You can take it, take it to Scott. You can reach out to him. I, I'm going to give your phone number out. Please. It's 239-961-961. 0816. That's 961 Or they can reach out to you on, on your email, scott at parkshorecoin.com. Yeah, yep. Prompt response. I'll always Prompt get right response. back to you. Text you. Text me. Yeah. Visit your website, Visit take a picture, website. And, and ask you questions on yeah. your website. It's yeah. very interactive. Yeah. Or just stop in. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny we talk about marking, Scott. Since our last show, my wife and I were uh, talking about a pair of earrings that she was given years and years ago, and they were really, really dirty. They were gold. So I, I cleaned them just to see what they look like, and I looked for a mark just because I'm talking with you. I'm always thinking. And the mark said 850. And I thought, 850, that's not 950. It's not, it's not 925. Was it 750? It's, uh, it, was, it was 8, no, it was 825. I'm sorry, 825. Found out that it was, it was 20 karat gold. Yep. And would never have known other than we cleaned it and found the number. And then there was also a hallmark. So you can look up hallmarks. You can find out where something's made. It might be made in Europe. It might be English. Yeah, Um, and you can always, um, back to the people who, you know, kind of hunt for these items, and then they oftentimes bring them in to me for mm -hmm, the cash, mm -hmm. uh, bring around a magnet, a a rare earth magnet, not just like one of those pizza magnets you throw on the fridge, but a decent-sized magnet, and gold will never stick to it. 
So you can literally just go around at all these places, and if you tap, and silver as well, it won't stick to it. That's okay? a good thing to Nickel know, will there's stick. No, there's not enough alloy That's in there right. to be magnetic. And heavy metals, correct. Okay. They'll stick right to it, and gold okay. doesn't have that. Okay. And so a lot of times that's always the first line of defense when you're buying gold. Yeah. Uh, stamp is the most important thing, obviously, but if it sticks, it's just a mm-hmm. dead giveaway. Absolutely. And, and reach out to Scott. Visit visit his website, parksrecoin.com. And, again, you can send him a text or you can send him actually an email through his website. Take a picture. He can evaluate. And the evaluations are free. A- absolutely. Evaluations are free. And, uh, yeah, no obligation. Uh, nope. The most important thing is you know what you have. Uh, get a fair understanding of that. And then, like you said, one day when they are ready to sell, find a good trading partner, somebody that you actually enjoy working with that's mm-hmm. going to give you a fair amount mm-hmm. and uh, makes it easy. Sometimes I'll even come to your house if you want me to on a house call. I'm available. Sure. So I just try to make it easy. And think a lot of times, especially with the advent of the Internet, uh, that customer service has kind of uh, dwindled a bit, I would say. Right. Well, you don't I, get that special touch at, really at anywhere unless you're dealing with the owner. Uh, that's just kind of how it is. And you've uh, suggested in the past, don't just send things, don't mail things. Oh, no. Don't send things to someone in another part of the country or another part of the world because you take the chance of not receiving compensation for it. Right, and the risk of shipping it, too. Right. I mean, things get lost in the mail. Sure they do. It's Bring it to not, someone local. I yeah. mean, he's right here in, he's right here in Southwest yeah. Florida. Like, I, like we said, he's, he's off of Immokalee Road. His office is in Naples, and uh, he, he has clients all over uh, Lee and Collier counties. Yeah. And just to touch on that, so a lot of times people will be enticed. They'll say, oh, yeah, they're offering me 10% more than like a normal place would offer them. Mm-hmm. They'll do that just so you get your goods in the mail to them. Right. And then they'll get it and be like, oh, there's a couple of scratches. We'll pay you seventeen fifty a coin. You know, when Park Shore Coin is paying seventeen seventy five yeah. to begin with, right. they might initially say, you know, eighteen fifty. Then you mail it in. Just, you know, and I'm happy to work with you. If you see a place online that's buying your coins, uh, I'm happy to work with those prices. I mean, I'm not yeah. probably going to be the same. I'll probably be over on mm-hmm. some of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're just, that's just kind of how it is, you, you know. You know, in our last show, uh, you talked about um, clients that have tested you. They're, they're now, they're, they're, they're true and steady clients, but maybe they brought in a piece or two just to see how you Shop did. It around, yeah. Just to see if you were fair and honest and, and highly respectable, which you are. And then once they found out that you deal with them above board and are very straightforward, then they're willing to bring more things to you. Yep. So you're building a, you're building a, a client relationship. Yeah, absolutely. It's like anything else. Yeah, no, they start with the, yeah, exactly. They're lower end items or smaller items and they, you know, see what do you know, cause typically if someone's going to pay you fair on that, they're probably going to always treat you fairly. Yeah. But if they, you know, you bring in a couple of your lower items and you feel like you got lowballed on them, then yeah, they just probably assume you'll just do that all the way across the board and not want to work with you. So no, I take that very personally and, uh, that's why I'll always match prices too. If somebody, you sh- if they shop it around and they say, "Hey, Scott, they offered me thirty dollars more at this place or online," I'm happy to, you know, sit down and explain where I got my number from. And yeah, well, that's that's being transparent. Just be transparent. And you need to do that. Yeah. This is this business. You need to be as transparent as you possibly can be. And well, I want to let our listeners know that you not only deal with coins and other valuables like jewelry, but you're, you're, you work with clients that have uh, vintage toys and sterling silver and baseball cards, uh, sports memorabilia. Uh, that's a big thing in this market, sports memorabilia. Yes. And sometimes you may, you may have something that you think is worth money, and it may not be worth that much. That's right, uh, especially down here because we have uh, in Southwest Florida, we have two Major League Baseball teams, spring training. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times people will get autographed items, uh, like I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but somebody got an autographed batting gloves for a player on the Red Sox who was their first-round pick last year. 
right? He's still 17 or 18 years old. He's never uh, batted a bat in, in Major League Baseball. He doesn't right. have a hit, doesn't have a home run. Mm-hmm. And this individual called me expecting $500 for these autographed gloves. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're talking about a player who's 19 years old, who ha- isn't really in the database for authenticating either, you just aren't going to, that's just kind of a crazy price to ask for it. So that's why you're saying people will go and get something and they then they'll just kind of ask for a number. But anyone can go uh, scribble an autograph on a pair of batting gloves and say, I got it from Alex or whatever his name was. Sure. You know? Sure. And so it has to be authenticated. Mm-hmm. And that, that's just what it is. And then a player has to be good at some point. Right. They have to do something on the field. Just because they were the first round pick, mm-hmm. number 10 overall, doesn't mean the batting gloves are worth 500 all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. There's pretty much still worth just the batting gloves. Now well, you can't, you know. That's a pretty big gamble on your part. You know, if you did consider buying batting gloves that are signed oh, by sure. an I would up-and-coming never. player, may not turn, it may burn out. Exactly. May, you know, that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to get a quick, uh, you know, use the energy of that player at the time. Yeah. First round pick, getting into the league. You know, yeah. he's on the come up. Yeah. So they try to get you on that. But as a buyer, I got to be very careful. Right. With Taking shots like that is not for me. Right. And you know, and you know, because you've been in the business a long time, that uh, signatures can easily be forged. That as too. Well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yep. you've got to be, they have to be authenticated. And a lot of times they're not worth as much as people think. Like I said, that's Sandy Koufax, one of the greatest of all time. Yep. You know, an autographed ball, $300, $200. Mm-hmm. Right. And these are very difficult balls to find. Sure. And uh, one of the greats. So it's not like. Well, and when you're, when you're judging or, or evaluating, um, uh, sports memorabilia. A lot of it, I guess, has to do with the m- amount of material in the market. Let's say uh, a baseball player had a long career and he was b- very prolific with writing, with giving his signature out. He may have signed a thousand balls. Yeah. So there might be at any given time two or three hundred balls out there that are signed that are available for sale are available to purchased. So you're thinking, well, he's a Hall of Fame player. Uh, he's got to be worth several hundred dollars. Well, maybe he's not worth that much. Right. But you got to find out, and, and the way to do that is to reach out to you. Reach out to me, for sure. And tell you what you – tell yep. the person – have the person tell you what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, they can do it through your website, or yeah. they can call you, or they can text you. Take pictures of it, parkshorecoin.com. Usually on things like that, they probably want to call me. Sure. But, yeah, just for a reference, uh, most autographed baseballs of the Hall of Fame greats, Brooke, Brooks Robinson, mm-hmm. players of that nature – uh, fifty dollars to a hundred dollars. Right. You know, right, right around there. Right. The, the collectible ones are the Yankees, and that okay. just comes down to what you're saying. Not only are there less of those, but there's more people collecting them. Right. There's such a huge fan base. Mm-hmm. You know, for a Ted Williams of the Boston Red Sox, mm-hmm. things of that nature. That that's also what drives the price up. Right. You know, there probably are a lot of autographs out there, uh, Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth, uh, but there's so many more people who want to collect it that it drives the price up. And if somebody wants to sell it immediately, you can. You can you can buy it right away. Yeah, no, cash, yeah, that's what I would typically like to do. I just I, I offer you a cash buyout, mm-hmm. you know, and then whatever I choose to do with it, hold it or put it in an auction or try to figure out a way to do it that way. I'll do that, but I'll work with the customer too. If they're in no rush and they want me to help them put it in like a heritage auction or a golden auction, which are the high end ones, sure. which a lot of times you have to almost have a gem mint card right. for them to put that in there, right. unless it's an old you know Babe Ruth, they'll take any Babe Ruth, right. older Mickey Mantles. Now, if, if staying with this this idea of talking about sports memorabilia and signed sports memorabilia and values, um, do people bring you things in that when you look at them, you say that needs to go to a grading service? Yeah. And it needs to be graded. Yep. And there's a cost for having something, like a baseball card, yep. having it graded. Yep. And you can generally tell with your knowledge, say, that may not be worth having it graded because you're gonna they're going to charge you $30, yep. $40, $50. That only may be a $20 card. That happens a lot. 
you know, people think they're say they have something that's way more valuable than it is. Yep. Um, there's no sense spending money evaluating a card uh, off-site than what it actually has in value. That's right. And I'm sure you run into that a lot. It's very well, yeah, because uh, this generation, the '60s and the '70s, who are they're collecting then. Uh, they have the big name Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just don't realize that, yeah, they're just not worth much more than the $30 submission fee. Yeah, yeah. Depends on how many cards were made. You know, there's a big resurgence in, in baseball cards. You've got a lot of new companies that are making really nice they cards. They make nice cards, yes. And in limited quantities so that the value always stays up. Yeah, that's well, that's what they're doing. That's their new business model. I guess Panini, uh, they'll make a one-of-one card. And then hope you get that in the box. Yeah. You know that's how they do. They number their cards now uh, to make them a little bit more rare. They have cool designs, great graphics, very high quality cards. Right. Uh, truly. Right. Uh, but the base cards, those are the ones that you know, ninety five percent of the cards are base cards. Right. They're typically they don't hold any value. Yeah. And like I was saying, that even the nineteen eighties and the nineteen nineties cards, uh, ten thousand cards. If you brought them into a card show and there's a card buyer. Because uh, online, to sell 10,000 cards, the shipping cost is astronomical. Right. So you can't even liquidate them online. Right. Uh, $40 is the going rate. Wow. So when people literally bring in a whole truckload of 1980s, 1990s baseball cards, score, Donruss, things Top, of that nature. Yeah. Now, tops can be worth a little bit more, right. but not, yeah, it's, it's but not a whole lot less more. than pennies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 40 bucks for 10,000. Yeah. Was the last? Well, uh, you bought complete sets. Yeah, buy complete sets for sure. The ones in the seventies and eighties that are sealed, those can be a little bit more. But mm-hmm. yeah, when that's like just collect collections, yeah. that they're not sealed and they've just mm-hmm. been put in those sleeves and and not every year has albums. the same value. I noticed when I was yeah. in your office a couple of weeks ago, you had complete sets that were still in the original cellophane Factory wrap, set, yeah. ready to be opened, and they were from the eighties and nineties, I yep. think. But not like you told me, not every one of these sets has the same amount of value in it. And That's the chances right. of having the card is kind of rare. Yeah, so. I just saw an online, there's an auction for a box. Uh, one of Tom Brady's most, most expensive cards potentially can be in that box. Right. Right. They're selling the box for $41,000. Potentially, he could potentially, have Potentially, right. Yeah. Exactly. And so that card in Gem Mint could be worth $200,000. Right. Right. But. To get it in Gem Mint when it comes out of that box is literally one in a billion from wow. what somebody was telling me. Wow. They're like, yeah, because after all the time, it's probably going to come out. If it's in there, it could very well come back six, seven, or eight, and right. then that card's worth well right. under forty grand. Right. You know, and all the other cards in there are kind of. And even if it's in a sealed box, Scott, it could be handled wrong. I mean, the corners can be just barely, you know, a little bit of, of edging problems. Maybe the way it was printed. If it yeah, wasn't, even a factory yeah, error. Maybe the factory messed up on it, yeah. and, and it's not printed exactly yeah, right. That doesn't make it more rare. It just makes it yeah. worth less. That's a big one, off-centering. Wow. Yeah. This is, that's, that's quite a business. It's, it's, uh, and it's, it's multinational, too. People are all, from all over the world are collecting these cards. Yep. So the market is huge, and with the Internet, there's so many yeah, things available out there. Yeah, you can ship it anywhere in a couple of days, especially the high-end vintage cards. Yeah. Yeah, when other countries are really getting into baseball and collecting, yeah. and uh, they see that the values kind of keep going on. There's only so many of them. That's interesting. Yeah. YouTube, I mean, they can watch games on YouTube from the 40s and 50s yeah. in other countries and start seeing what American baseball is all about. And it just gets a whole other level of collector out there right. internationally. Yeah. Well, if you've got some things, some cards, we're talking about baseball cards, but it doesn't have to be baseball cards. It could be other sports memorabilia or antique uh, jewelry or watches or um, political buttons, even musical instruments. Give Scott a call. He can give you an evaluation or reach him on his website at uh, parkshorecoin.com. Yep. That's www.parkshorecoin.com. Give you a free evaluation. 
You can call him at 239-961-0816, and he wants me to, remi- wants me to remind everyone he's text-friendly, yeah. so feel free to text him. So much easier, because I'm usually with the customer, uh, so if I don't answer, I'll get your voicemail, but if you can text me, mm-hmm. I have no problem texting while I'm with the customer. Say, hey, sure. I'll get right back to you, sure. or hey, send me pictures of what you got, or hey, just come in in a half an hour. Yeah. You know, bring your jewelry. Yeah. I'll take a look at it and give you a price. And you know what? You can't beat that. You can't beat that. And this time of the year, everyone's looking f- to free up a little cash. Yeah, a little never, extra cash never hurt anyone. Yeah, no one's ever turned it down a little no, cash. Absolutely. It won't, you won't turn it down. Nope. I think it's fantastic. And prices are high, too. I mean, silver's gone up since COVID began from $13 an ounce, so it's now about $22 an ounce. Mm-hmm. So the sterling silverware sets that have been sitting in people's cabinets, mm-hmm. they've really increased in price. Right. So, you know, last year they would have brought it in. I would have said, oh, that's about $850. Well, today they're bringing it in as fourteen, fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars right. for one of the smaller sets. Right. When you get into the more complete, larger sets. I mean, those are two thousand, three thousand dollars. Right. Just because of the silver content. Yeah, but yep. you can weigh it there on the spot yeah, it goes in your by office. Weight. Absolutely, and, and people you've got can, the machinery yep. to check and make sure it's it truly is what they yep. say it is. Yep. Yep. Um, and I know that you do that with uh, with uh, gold and silver too. Mm-hmm. You can test for carat quality in gold. Yep. So if someone brings you gold necklace they've inherited, you can and it may not have a mark on it, or maybe the mark is not it's not legible. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can so you can actually test it and tell them what the carat weight is. Absolutely. And different carat weights have different values. Yep. And most uh, custom jewelry, a lot of times they didn't put the carat on the clasp. They don't hammer it in there. Um, it's just you know they they let the customer know this is the carat gold I use, and then I have several tests that can just test it instantly. All right. There's an acid test where you can just scratch a little gold on a rock. And there's an acid for 14 carat, 18 carat, 22 carat, 24 carat, 10 carat. Right. So you can put each carat of acid on that piece of gold and figure out which uh, carat it is. Okay. It's amazing. Yeah, it takes a half a second. So if you put on a 14 carat ring and you scratch it on the on the acid uh, rock and you put 24 carat acid on it, it'll eat right through it. The gold will disappear. But if you put 14 carat acid on it, the gold will stay on the rock, and that's how you know it's real. That's the acid. Yeah, it's phenomenal acid eats it right away okay well that's interesting that's really really interesting um you know we've talked about how you 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 don't specialize in any particular one thing because you have a broad knowledge on so many things that you get you buy large estates small collections big collections and all the way to one pieces of course which one piece can lead into a great relationship with the client especially in coins a lot of coin collectors they always just sell a couple of their coins at a time because they oftentimes want to upgrade to a different coin. Sometimes they'll sell two of their Morgan Silver Dollars, their Carson Cities, uh, their $900 coins each, for instance. For you know, They'll get 1800 bucks. They'll say, hey, Scott, right. I want an ounce of gold. Okay, will you, sell, will you buy these two uh, Carson City Morgan Dollars? Here's the grade. Right. Uh, we'll come to an agreement on a price, and they'll just trade it in for a gold coin. Right. Because they would rather invest their money in gold, or they have too many Morgan Silver Dollars, and they're trying to liquidate and more diversify into gold, into platinum, into right. palladium. Uh, these are all things that I sell to the public. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's endless. Yeah. People can find numerous different precious metals to invest in. I have some customers that just do platinum, right. platinum bars and platinum right. necklaces. I'm going to reach out to Bill in Bonita Springs who sent you a text. And in this text, Bill asks, I'm liquidating my father's estate and his lawyer wants his coin collection evaluated. And he says, Scott, can you help me? Can you come and see me and do an evaluation at my uh, my deceased father's uh, condo. Yeah, absolutely. No, we do that quite often. We do free appraisals, we call them. Not even an appraisal, because appraisal is more of a value for insurance purposes okay. or replacement value. I will come out there, I'll evaluate your goods, right. and say, this is what I would buy them for. 
Right. And uh, that's very common because a lot of times in probate or when people inherit coins, they don't know what they have. So they got it from their dad who was the collector for 70 years, and then we'll go through the collection together. And I'll say, hey, this is exactly what you have. No charge for it. Right. And then when they get everything organized, a lot of times there'll be several kids that they have to divvy it up to. Sure. And so they'll be like, hey, Scott, put this into three parts for us. Mm-hmm. And so they're equal. Right. And so each kid can either pick if they want to keep it or if they want to sell it to you. And so that's pretty common too. That's, well, they just well, they'll, you know you get a printout of sense. each item. You yeah. know, from, I know you've you've mentioned in the past that you've helped uh, liquidate estates. Uh, a lot of law firms need an evaluation done, yep. especially when it comes to collectibles. They need somebody that can come in and give them a, a, a real take number. The time. Yeah, yeah well, they the take time. time. That's the thing. Yeah. For me to do this, to come in, it takes both of our times. Mm-hmm. You know, probably an hour, two hours on decent sized collections. Each coin oftentimes can take five minutes. Mm-hmm. depending on what type of coin they have. Right. Some I can fly through rapidly, you know, because mm-hmm. I've seen them. But the ones that are graded and more rare with mint marks, mm-hmm. each one of those coins can vary from the month they sell in, too, on a price. So you know, like just, on a hard, hot market. Yeah. Like the sports collectibles, they went through the roof, baseball cards, football cards, basketball cards, during COVID mm-hmm. because everybody was getting the stimulus money and they were sitting home with nothing better to do but watch sports. They kind of got into it and they started buying the cards. And so that's why Walmart and Target, people were trampling one another to buy these cards because they could literally just flip them on the internet for five times. So you'd see people going into Walmart buying $5,000 worth of cards. That much. That's amazing. And then they would go onto these Facebook groups or eBay and sell that lot for $25,000. But they were getting that because everyone's getting the stimulus money. Prices kept going up. That's what inflation is. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. More people have money. The price goes up because people have more to bid on it. Yeah. And... There you have it. And yeah. now now when people stop having the money, the prices just tank. That's you know? amazing. Yep. That's absolutely amazing. This has been the Park Shore Coin and Collectibles Hour with your host, Scott Heiligman, on Fox Sports Radio. For the latest information on what was discussed on today's show, as well as the hottest trends on everything from coins and sterling silver to baseball cards, vintage toys, and a whole lot more, Visit Scott's website at www.parkshorecoin.com. That's www.parkshorecoin.com. Or call Scott now at 239-961-0816. That's 239-961-0816. Join us next week at 7 a.m. right here on Fox Sports Radio for another hour with Scott.